0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Daily Thread. It's Thursday, March 2nd, the last episode of the first week in March, and we're so happy to be here. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Thank
1: you. Uh, there's always a lot going on. It's a funny kind of thing, huh? All um, the days look the same, but uh, a lot changes.
0: That was, very, that was very wise. That was very, like... <laughs> uh, old men well old say, ma- i don't know like want- to say
1: that i don't know i don't, I don't know what you're uh, what you want to start with but um what do you want to talk about you want to talk about what uh, the most popular Shalach Monas is in Lakewood?
0: um that's a very interesting topic what is the most popular shakhmanos in Lakewood? i would say a meat board no i don't know
1: i i, was, you I, saw know, that, I, don't, I don't i don't know what's going saw- on I, I read yeah i saw something about meat boards yeah
0: you saw that well, new shakhmanos from salt no, what's Salt? Salt is a steakhouse in I believe it's in Deal. Yes, Nissen, is it in Deal or in in Lakewood?
1: Where's Salt? Is Salt a steakhouse in Deal or in Lakewood, Nissen. Salt. In, in, in deal. deal. It's in Deal. It's in
0: Deal. So there's there's a uh there's an exclusive So I don't know if this is actually real or if it's fake, but it's $999. Um Is that real? What's is that on that it? The real thing. I I, I saw don't know that.
1: I saw that yesterday.
0: It includes a salt and herzog four ball wine, three bone standing prime rib roast, a rack of baby lamb chops, salt signature, short rib pastrami, a booze carving board, carving knife and fork, Himalayan salt grinder and assorted sauces. A thousand dollar shalomanas. So how many over under? Over under. What are we setting the over under at? How many people are buying this shalachmanas?
1: How would you know how many are buying it?
0: I don't know. I'm just like, what do you do you, like do you think people are buying that? That's a little intense. Thousand dollars on one Charlotte us? Uh,
1: frankly, I think uh, Sharon Netanyahu getting her hair done in Tel Aviv is more interesting. Than you really think so? A, um, yeah. Who's buying a meatball. It depends on the level of your thought process, I guess.
0: Oh, <laughs> I think you just might be too inche- uh, You might be too intelligent for this program. No,
1: no why well, are you trying to dumb it down? What, what are you trying to what do? What color was she coloring her hair? I don't know what color she was trying to color her hair. Uh, I don't know why the prime minister's wife goes to a salon in Tel Aviv in the first place. I think that's a little yeah, crazy, well, you know.
0: Why can't she get it done at home?
1: Yeah, I would think she should get it done at home. I would vote for that too. Uh, but uh, anyway, that was the story, and uh, it just is a uh, indicative of the way the society is potentially coming apart at the seams. Well, that's now, not. Tell me what you want. Tell knew. me what you wanted to talk. What was your number one story for today?
0: So an everyone's story for today is this happened over the weekend while c Teen was taking over Times Square, American Eagle, famous clothing store has now has a mezuzah at its Times Square its Times Square flagship store. Stories via JTA. American Eagle Outfitters now has a mezuzah on the front door of its flagship Times Square location, courtesy of Chabad. Uh, the parchment with Jewish holy texts in an oblong metallic case, traditionally a marker of a Jewish home. Yada, 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 yada. At a concert in Times Square at Saturday night, thousands of teens from more than 30 countries gathered to sing Jewish songs and witnessed the mezuzah being hung. Um, That's nice. How did That's Chabad nice. choose... That's a nice story. How, how did Chabad choose American Eagle to be the place that gets the mezuzah? Um, I think because the owners are Jewish. Uh, the clue to the reason lies with an American, American Eagle CEO, Jay Schottenstein, a Jewish philanthropist whose family has donated tens of millions of dollars to a range of Jewish organizations. So yeah, we all know the Schottenstein family, Art Scroll, Famous, Gamar, the Schottenstein edition. I think right. American Eagle uh, is, I guess, they're one of the families that owns American Eagle. So now there's, right. a, there's a mezuzah at American Eagle in Times Square. I think that's pretty cool.
1: That's uh, that's very cool. Are they going to put them up at all their stores, you think? Or just in the, just in New York?
0: I'm not sure. I guess we'll have to send somebody on the road to find out. What do you think?
1: <laughs> Maybe you should go on the road and check it out. Could you do that, you think?
0: What do you, what do you got in front of you
1: on your phone over there? I'm looking for the stories that I sent you this morning while you were still so asleep. Oh, did you see the thing that I sent you, the survey of the different uh, categories of concerns for different types of Orthodox families? It's divided into modern Orthodox, Hasidish, and Yeshivish. Did you see that? Let's break
0: it down. I I saw it briefly, but break it down for me. Let's talk about it.
1: Well, the number one concern— um, in the according to this survey, um, the uh, in the modern Orthodox community, um, in, in the largest concern, eighty five percent of those polled said the number one um, concern is the cost of Jewish education.
0: Well, okay, it happens the, to be tuition in the modern Orthodox world is is way higher than uh, in in the Yeshivish in the yeshivish belt.
1: Okay, so it makes sense. Now in the Hasidic community, it says eighty one percent said dealing with those who commit abuse, okay, okay,
0: who are they referring in, to?
1: I don't know, and the Yeshivisha community said cost of Jewish education. <laughs> Let me look at the number two uh thing the I would think, community
0: I would think that the the number one in the yeshivish community would be Shadukhham
1: no, actually Shadokhham is number one, two, three, four, number five on the list in the in the Hasidish community is number five. In modern Orthodox, Shidduchim is number 13. Only 44% in modern Orthodox. Yeah, well, that doesn't shock me. They, they, they don't rely exclusively on Shadchanim. What about, um, the, yeshiva? what about the yeshivas? In the, in the yeshivish community, um, uh, is number 5. After, after uh, concerns about abuse, after the cost of maintaining an Orthodox uh, home, and after uh, people going off to derech, after that is... Uh, the concern after that is Shadokim. So, I mean, I don't know about how they went ahead doing the survey and how they put it. Yeah,
0: together. How do they? How do they? How do they? How do they qualify who's shivish and who's modern orthodox?
1: Uh, I don't, I don't know, but the, and these, how many people are polled? I don't know. I don't know that either. But these eighteen categories are pretty much cover the gamut of things that uh, uh, people in the frum community deal with on a daily basis. Whether it's uh, Jewish education, cost of living, uh fighting anti Semitism is one of them. Um let me see. Uh in the modern Orthodox community, there's a con- number seven concern is intermarriage or um uh intermarriage or anti assimilation. There's um Well you know,
0: I, I did a uh, I had a podcast the other week with Rabbi Arya Walby from Houston, and one of the things we were talking yes. about is is, is intermarriage. And he had said he, he went into his um, the person who makes a baker, he makes wedding cakes, and they were talking about the intermarriage rate. And he said, Yeah, the intermarriage rate is at like 50, 60%. And the baker said, Rabbi, you got it all wrong. The intermarriage rate is up to 90%. You have so many people who are, who are intermarrying, even, more, than, more than you even know. Um, and Rabbi Walby said that nowadays you think the Friedman is the Jew and the Rodriguez is the guy, but more yeah, times than yeah. not, Friedman had a Jewish father, and Rodriguez had a Jewish mother. So right. it's so, so backwards, yeah, and it makes you, it makes it so much more difficult.
1: You don't know. You don't know what's what. That's uh, that's an awful situation, and that uh, also it, that it doesn't impact that much on the Orthodox Jewish community, I don't think. Although I'm sure it's not zero percent, unfortunately. But uh, the uh, intermarriage rate in the general uh, American Jewish community is extremely high, definitely in so, the. So I don't, I don't we, know about ninety percent. But definitely in the 70s. So we put that we put that
0: clip happens to be on our our Instagram channel on Meaningful People Podcast. Uh, we put it up last night. I think it has uh where is it? It has 7500 views right now, which is not like incredible, but it has 42 comments and one of the top comments up here is intermarriage is a good thing. There I said it. I don't know who would like first of all that is as anti-Semitic as it gets. Someone who says intermarriage is a good thing is, is calling for the annihilation of Jewish people. Because if you understand intermarriage, you're cutting off the Jewish people. If someone intermarries, their kids are not going to be Jewish. Oh, uh, nahi,
1: hold on now. Now that, that's, that's our view. That's the halachic view, but that's not the view of the Jewish community. I had a conversation about, I don't know, 30 years ago with a, 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 an executive who's Jewish Ran a uh, uh, an advertising agency actually, and um, he taught, he was he was married to a non Jewish woman, and I spoke to him very frankly about assimilation, about intermarriage and assimilation, and a disappearance about the Jewish community eventually. You know, he said to me, he looked at me like he was shocked. He said, "What are you talking about? We're by by marrying uh, non Jews, we're increasing the size of the Jewish community because they all they 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 uh, make they make it contingent upon." Completely, how they're raising their children—if they have uh rosh hashanah dinner, and they have, uh, and and the and the woman in the house lights candles, and they have, um, and they have Passover seder—they consider themselves Jewish. Doesn't yeah. matter what doesn't matter about the religious uh, composition of, of who the, uh, the the woman is in the house.
0: You know, that's—I think it's very clearly the biggest threat to, to Jewish survival nowadays, especially is, is assimilation. It's not anti-Semitism. It's, it's it's not even necessarily the fear of another Holocaust, of Shalom. It's assimilation. It's it's the silent yeah, but, Holocaust of of millions yeah, of Jews just being just being lost, generations yeah, of having non-Jewish your, kids.
1: But your your core audience, your target market with this podcast and your other things that you do is really not a con- that's not a concern in that community. I don't think. I don't think I know. It's but biggest, we, it's not a big intermarriage rate in Lakewood, for example, or a no, a
0: hundred a hundred percent not, but. I think our, our Kirov efforts. We really need to focus it on 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 stopping assimilation. That that is literally cutting down the growth of the Jewish world. It's cutting down all of that.
1: Well, that, we need to, that's we need where, to stop. Hello, that's it's bigger than the Sheda
0: crisis. You know, that's
1: where the, that's where the state of Israel comes back into the picture, and that's one of the fears of a right wing government is going to alienate. They ask bridge Jews, and they're going to be less supportive of Israel, and as, after that, they're going to be less supportive of Jewishness in general, because they're going to be turned off by. Uh, a right-wing government. That, those are the well, concerns. Y-
0: yeah, well, that, that's not a concern for us. That's actually what we want because we want an orthodox conversion because anything that's not an orthodox conversion is not a Jew. And we discussed this prior where you have issues where you could have people getting married who think they're chuba, and their parents became from, became Jewish, they converted, and they didn't have a real conversion. And they're not Jewish.
1: Well, hello, kiddo. The, the law of return in Israel now has what they call the grandfather clause. Okay. If you have um a grandparent, let's say you have a grandfather, uh let's say let's say your mother's uh let's say your mother's father uh was Jewish, uh but your mother's mother was non Jewish. That would make your mother non Jewish, and that would make you non Jewish. But in Israel is a grandfather clause which says if any of the grandparents are Jewish, you're Jewish. That's terrible. Okay? That is terrible. That's why, you, that's why you have a million and a half non Jews walking around Israel today. Believing that they're Jews, okay. Terrible. Another, another, another obstacle is that you can walk around anywhere in the American Jewish community. You could drive on Shabbos. You can eat in McDonald's. You can eat in Burger King. Um, you don't have to hit a McGill next week, uh, and you consider yourself to be a Jew. And um, there's almost uh, something I, I remember. I was in uh, uh, a rabbi told me in Florida once that uh, he met a he met a kid. This is a Chabad rabbi. He looks like a Chabad rabbi. He met someone online. Asked the kid uh, that was in front of him on the checkout line. He said to him, "Are you Jewish?" You know, that's what the that's the very usual uh, how Chabad rabbis initiate a conversation. Usually, he said, "Are you Jewish?" And the kid said to him, "No, my parents are."
0: Mm, Yeah, interesting. Well, you know, that's that's just how it is nowadays. This episode is going to be a lot shorter than our our, most of our episodes because my laptop is at six percent. And Ooh. so that's just, just how it is. It's going to die, and we want to make sure we, we get in enough before it ends. On this point, you know, I want to say that I did I recorded an episode for Meaningful People last night that's coming out this Monday Shabbos with uh, that Jewish family, the Namdars. They are a nomadic Hasidic family. They have two kids, and one of the things that they mentioned, again, for someone who doesn't know a nomad, is they don't have a home. They travel the world, and they don't have a base. They have suitcases all over the world in different countries by different houses, different families, but they just travel. And they where they're going next week, they don't even know yet. anyways they're in new york now and um they were telling me that they've been to places where people don't even know like what a jew is like they really really don't know what a jew is and how do they decide
1: how do they decide where to go
0: a lot of times they go on their instagram story and they put up a poll and wherever people vote they should they should go that's where they go so they have crazy crazy stories who finances their travels they're 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 Viewers, their the brands also do a lot of partnerships with them. So you know, uh, hotels will partner with them and have them stay for promotion. They have a very big following. They have a hundred over hundred thousand followers on Instagram, um, over cool. over hundred thousand on Facebook and and TikTok and YouTube. So they're, they're they're very massive. So people should definitely listen to that episode. It's really really interesting. They, it's like crazy. They don't have a home, uh, okay, but I'm, I'm sure you cover it all. Yeah, my computer's down to five percent. So, do you have anything else you want to say uh, for this before we head it off for the weekend?
1: Uh, no. How old are their kids? kids are their kids, kids in school?
0: They no, not yet. They have a two year old, and now they have like a four month old or a three two month old, something like, maybe less even two oh, months old, something like uh, that.
1: They're gonna they They're gonna have to settle down someday. Those kids are gonna have to go to school somewhere.
0: But don't a lot of Chabad families
1: homeschool, anyways? Yeah, if you live in Kazakhstan, uh, you know. So what's the difference?
0: So they're they're traveling the world. They can homeschool.
1: Okay, I'm it's sure better, it's better. It's better. I'm sure we'll hear the answer.
0: Ah, but it's better to live in Kazakhstan than to be traveling everywhere.
1: Listen, you, if there's no schools in Kazakhstan, you have to be schooled at that uh, the online. Uh, there's an online school in the Chabad uh, network of uh, Shluchim who are scattered. Okay, so they could the have world. online school.
0: So they can have online school. No, no.
1: All right, uh, listen. Uh, charge up your uh, your laptop or whatever you're talking on over there. And uh, we'll uh, we're doing a, we're gonna do an episode Monday, but we're not gonna do Tuesday, right? Perm, we want to do Tuesday also.
0: No, I think we'll I think we'll do Monday, um, and then I think we're gonna do some sort of contest. We're gonna give away like five hundred dollars to the most creative perm costume, and we're gonna judge which costumes those are. So, in order to be able to enter that, you need to follow the daily thread on WhatsApp status. So sign up the daily thread WhatsApp status, and there'll be instructions on there on how to join. But real money to be won. Uh, You're going to basically send in your perm costume submissions to us, and we're going to go through them on this program on Wednesday, and we're going to say, you know what? We're going to vote. We're going to see who's the winner, and we're going to gift them some money.
1: Okay. Sounds great. Have a great day. shalom, everybody.